Please note that the information in this podcast may be outdated. For the most current and accurate information, refer to our website, BACB.com. Welcome to Inside the BACB, the official podcast of the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the BACB. I am Dr. Melissa Nosick, the Deputy CEO at the BACB, and I have asked Dr. Molly Luke, the BACB's Director of Certificate Services, to join us for a conversation today about the new BCBA and BCABA certification handbooks and share some of the resources for supervision, ethics, and other information in them. Welcome, Molly. Hey, everyone. To provide some context for this discussion, certification programs typically offer a resource that is a comprehensive guide for those seeking and maintaining their certification. We have an RBT handbook already, and we're excited to be able to offer these handbooks for BCBA and BCABA certification programs. We've been working on them for a while because of the upcoming transition to new requirements in January of 2022, and we've developed the handbooks for the current requirements, as well as separate handbooks that will guide you through the 2022 eligibility requirements. The handbook is valuable to you because it condenses all of the information into one place, and it allows us to streamline the information that is presented on the website for a better user experience. The handbooks will be updated quarterly as needed, and a description of any specific changes made between versions will be included at the end of the handbook. And editorial changes will be distinguished from other types of changes, so it is easier to determine the differences between versions. Now that we have kicked this off, Molly, would you please provide us with an overview of the sections and features of these brand new handbooks? I would be happy to. So similar to our RBT handbook, there is a BCBA and a BCABA handbook that includes a number of sections, which would be all of our requirements to apply and maintain certification. We've also added some updates to our applying section to better describe the process for applying for certification. The BCBA doctoral designation section content is now included in the BCBA handbook. We have a supervision, training, and oversight section with some new clarification and content, as well as a glossary of terms. As you mentioned, in addition to the main handbooks, we'll also have supplemental versions of the handbooks for those individuals who are applying in or after January 2022. We'll also have um, some helpful tips throughout the handbook based on inquiries that we've received through our customer service team. So for instance, there is a section on tips for those who are interested in pursuing certification, but they don't know really where to start. There are call-outs throughout with answers to frequently asked questions. We also have clarifications that have been published in BACB newsletters that have been inserted where is relevant as well. So again, our hope really is that this is a one-stop shop for all the information that you need. All right, Molly, that's a helpful summary. I just have a few notes about some of the information I think our listeners would probably want further discussion about. The first and probably one of the questions at the top of their list is about the supervision, training, and oversight section of the handbook. Can you share a little more about how that's been beefed up? Definitely. So there are a few reasons, actually, that we've improved the guidance in our handbook around supervision. First is that behavior analysts are increasingly spending more of their time supervising or overseeing trainees 
or providing ongoing supervision for BC ABAs or RBTs. So we thought it was important to have a short section of the handbook dedicated to those roles and provide some clarification and links to the relevant requirements. We have also included an entirely new section that includes tips on supervision that we hope is helpful. The second reason for improving the supervision section is directly related to our ABA infrastructure being in its adolescence and half of our certificates being certified within the last five years. Yeah, a lot of our practitioners are relatively new. Yeah, and in mature professions where the growth curve has been typical, time has allowed for professional associations to really support these activities and develop resources and systems for monitoring quality. But at this point, ABA doesn't really have those supports built into the infrastructure. So we handle more questions about this than a certification board would typically manage. While we're happy to provide clarification about our requirements, the responsibility falls on the supervisors to determine the answers to questions like, does this activity count as experience hours? Great point, Molly. Fieldwork and experience used to obtain certification really should be individualized to the setting, the clients, Mm -hmm. and the person receiving the supervision, none of which the BACB can know. We have uh, provided guidance that accounts for a broad range of possible types of fieldwork, which is why the supervisor really needs to determine this for their trainee individually. And it's important to remember the goals and skills each supervisee needs to learn to effectively serve their clients after they become certified. Absolutely. That brings about another point that supervisors should consider, which is whether you're ready to be a supervisor. Making the decision to supervise others is a really important job. You essentially are deciding Mm -hmm. that you're qualified to teach someone else the skills that they need. And when you consider that question, many variables should be evaluated. So for instance, do you have the time to do that? Or do you have a mechanism to ensure that you are doing that job well? Yeah, and maybe even whether they need a mentor to help them uh, as they're supervising somebody for the first time. So that's super helpful. It reminds me that we should probably mention a recent article that we published in the newsletter about common supervision issues. It was in our August 2020 newsletter. Molly, I think you were an author on this, and it was called Taking Supervision Seriously. That resource is really just one of the recent publications on the topic of supervision, and the literature has grown dramatically in just the past few years and will be incredibly helpful to new supervisors. And certainly, I'm excited about this, it will certainly inform the evolution of the BACB's supervision requirements as well. Mm -hmm. So another question that I'm sure is important to listeners is related to the 2022 requirements. We've gotten a lot of questions about these. Uh, Those individuals who have been working in ABA for a while know that our requirements have changed a lot in the last 20 years to account for the continued development and growth of infrastructure in our profession. Molly, would you mind uh, briefly describing the primary changes that will be implemented in 2022 for BCBA and BCABA programs? Yeah, sure. So for those applying for BCBA or BCABA certification after January 1, 2022, most of our eligibility requirements will change in a few ways. So our experience requirements will soon be called supervised fieldwork, and anyone applying in 2022 or later will need to meet those requirements. And these new requirements have a number of changes. Um, One is that we have two fieldwork types, supervised fieldwork and concentrated supervised fieldwork. Right now, we actually have three options. And there's also 
more hours required, but there's a number of other minor things. One of them I did want to note that is a pretty big difference is the qualification to provide supervision for trainees who are accruing fieldwork hours will be changing a little. So as of January 1, 2022, BCBAs who have been certified for less than a year and are providing fieldwork supervision must meet with a consulting supervisor each month that they are providing that supervision. A second change is that applicants will need to meet our increased coursework requirements. For BCBAs, um, we will actually no longer have a field of study requirement for the degree, so any master's degree from a qualifying institution will count which is different than our current degree requirement that requires a degree in psychology, education, or behavior analysis. Our exam will be based on the fifth edition task list. And we have a new pathway for BCBA and BCABA certifications that if you earned a degree from an ABI accredited program, that will meet both the coursework and degree requirements. Thanks, Molly. I have a couple of notes to share about the rationale behind some of these changes. I always think it's interesting to hear what some of the subject matter expert committees um, used as the rationale for the changes. So I'll start with the uh, 2022 BCBA degree requirements. So the new requirements were increased and the requirements that will go in place in 2022 are the equivalent of seven graduate courses in ABA. That's almost a master's degree. So when the SMEs were discussing this, you know, they always treat their review of the requirements or the eligibility requirements as a package. So it's not just coursework, it's coursework, degree, and fieldwork. And given that there was an increase in both the number of fieldwork hours and the number of coursework hours, the SMEs determined that being that the coursework required seven graduate courses in ABA, that making a modification to the degree requirement to be less specific would be appropriate at this time. So the next one is the fieldwork requirement. It's not that the BACB intends to create additional confusion by making changes to our terminology frequently. Um, however, our SMEs recognized that the term experience was quite general and created some redundancy and confusion in their interpretation of our documents. So after looking to other professions and seeing how they described the practical experience component that is typically required for obtaining a credential, field work was identified by them as being more specific and less redundant. So the object was to make the reading of our documents around field work more understandable. Now, the supervision moratorium is another one, and some of you may wonder, like, why a one-year period of time? Because someone hypothetically could do nothing to improve their supervision skills during that period of time. But there are some limitations to what a certification board can do. And so working within those parameters, the SMEs were aspirational that this period of time might provide some experience and reflection from a new BCBA or BCABA that would result in more thoughtful supervision. So Something else that is important to remember from this section is that in 2022, the BCBA and BCABA task lists are separated. We've done this just to make it more clear and have completely separate and easily understandable paths for individuals pursuing either BCABA certification or BCBA certification. And in the future, that will continue to be the case. They won't be combined at any point in time again in the future. So that ties that up. Molly, I don't have any other comments. Do you want to move on to the next section? 
Well, those are all really interesting points. Thanks for adding that in. The main other thing that I have to say is that, you know, we do know that this is a big transition and there's a lot of information to consider. So we have a 2022 transition resource for applicants. It's also helpful for supervisors and faculty who are in between the current and the upcoming requirements. So the most important tip, especially with the change coming up, is that if your timeline's uncertain, I would definitely recommend reviewing both the current and the future requirements. And if I'm going to be honest, if I was in that spot, I would probably try to meet both requirements just to be safe. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning the difficulty of this transition because uh, it hasn't helped out that the pandemic has introduced a number of additional barriers to people trying to determine when they will complete their eligibility requirements. Many of our listeners are already aware that we have a COVID-19 page where we provide guidance related to barriers that the pandemic has created. One of the important things to remember, though, is that the BACB has a compassionate exceptions process as a part of our accredited certification program. And that mechanism is there exactly for the purpose of evaluating situations where there are extenuating circumstances. The BACB has always used this process on a case-by-case basis, and we will be prepared when January 2022 arrives as well. So it's important to remember to keep documentation if you suspect that you may be cutting it close and may need to use this process at the application point. Okay, let's move on to the BCBAD section of the um, BCBA handbook. Uh, Molly, some people might wonder why the BCBAD information is contained in the BCBA handbook. Do you mind sharing the rationale for that with us? Yeah, I'm really glad you pointed that out because that was purposeful, although it does make the BCBA handbook pretty long. The BCBAD designation is not a separate certification. It's a designation that BCBAs can obtain if they receive their doctoral training with a concentration in behavior analysis. The maintenance requirements are the same for BCBAs, and holding a BCBA certification is a prerequisite for applying for BCBAD designation. So essentially, it is very functionally appropriate to have that information in the BCBA handbook. Very good. That's helpful. I just want to mention, as I was looking at the continuing education section, it made me think about all of the conferences I've gotten to attend virtually because they're being presented virtually due to the pandemic. And there are a number of them that I probably physically wouldn't have been able to attend, but have gotten to attend and experience. I guess that's one silver lining to the pandemic. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right, Molly, I think it's time to wrap up. Do you have anything else to add before we finish? No, that's it. All right. Well, we've covered a ton of information. Please check out the show notes for relevant links to the information that was mentioned in the podcast. Thanks for listening. We are here wishing everyone good health and safety during this time. Bye, everybody. Yes, thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Inside the BACB. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe now.